Welcome to the Man Up to Cancer podcast. I'm Trevor Maxwell. I'm a stage four colon cancer survivor, and I've got a message for other men. You don't have to go through this alone. What does it mean to man up to cancer? It means reaching out instead of isolating. It means having the courage to accept help along the way. To me, manning up isn't just about being tough. It's about knowing that we're stronger and smarter as a pack than we are as lone wolves. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Man Up to Cancer podcast. I am so pumped today. I have two guys, Joe Gillette from Brooklyn, Steve Bell from San Clemente, California. These guys are legends, rock stars in education, advocacy, and fundraising with the American Cancer Society. And these are two gentlemen that I've met recently in just this amazing uh, partnership that's developed. So yeah. Hey, Steve, Joe, awesome to have you on the show. Well, it's great to be here. It's great to see you, Trevor. Not so great to see Steve, but great to see you, sir, Trevor. Great to be here. <laughs> so I'm going to have to keep these guys from being at each other because they're frenemies, uh, you know, best <laughs> friends for a long time, but they, they like to give each other a hard time and they don't see each other much because, you know, Steve's out on the West Coast, uh, Joe's in New York and we're in new times with COVID, but we have exciting news that the three of us are actually getting together. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Um, so American Cancer Society, and we're going to talk about how this all came to be, but the American Cancer Society and Man Up to Cancer are partnering on a call to action and a virtual event. It's called See Yourself, A Journey to Men's Cancer Awareness. Uh, this is going to be, I'll, I'll let uh, Joe do an intro on this, but this is going to be really an opportunity for men impacted by cancer to share their stories and also to honor others who are in the fight or have passed away. And to me, it's really part of this growing movement to tell men it's okay to talk about cancer. It's okay to accept help if you need it when you're going through cancer and we're better off facing it together. So Joe, talk a little bit about what we're going to see in October. So it's it's amazing. As we all know, this has become you know a heavily visual world. And, and uh, not, not too long ago, maybe just a couple of months ago, I came across uh, a video on Facebook. We turned to be uh, uh, Trevor's video about his uh, his cancer journey, and really was just overwhelmed with uh, just the, the visual of of the tree on your property and and you likening your your cancer journey to kind of the care or lack of care of the tree. And it just moved me beyond belief. And, you know, you see so many of these things sometimes on social media, but, you know, I was meant to click on that link and, mm. and I did. And absolutely the second I finished watching the video, I had to reach out to you, Trevor, and I didn't know how to get you. So I reached out to our local cancer uh, rep in from American Cancer Society in Maine. And I said, listen, I see this video. I saw you shared it. I have to do something with this guy. And it, it was Rev and Reverend Oliver. Yeah. And she uh, put us together. Shout out to Revan. Shout out to Revan. Sometimes things are just meant to be, and it's the little things, and it's the outreach, and it's, you know, again, taking that extra step when something does move you. Uh, and, and that was really how we started the, the idea of this event together. Yeah, that was an amazing conversation. I mean, here I am, you know, just just doing my thing up here in Maine, kind of doing this man up to cancer thing. And, and my buddy, Roger McCord brought his drone over and produces this amazing video that all of a sudden goes out and all these people see it. And then, and then I, I have a new friend uh, from the city, <laughs> from New York, calling me up and, and right. talking about, you know, doing something together. And I mean, these, so these are the types of connections that the universe throws at you when you're out there trying to do good in the world, like both of these men have done for a long, long time. So for those of you who are, are listening to this podcast, and maybe you're not going to go all the way to the end with us, I'm going to repeat these sites, but facebook.com backslash 
ACS Wolfpack. Uh, that's the place on Facebook to learn about what we're doing and to share your story if you're a man impacted by cancer. Also, if you go to GoFundMe and look up See Yourself, you'll find our our sponsorship and fundraising aspect of this. We're going to get into that later. I do want Joe and Steve. Steve, you go first. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been involved in cancer advocacy. You are a, a fellow colon cancer patient, right? Or survivor. That's right, Trevor. Yeah, I was diagnosed in... Uh, it was in 1997, so I was 35 years, uh, 35 years old at the wow. time of my diagnosis. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course, you know it was uh, something that I later came to find. Uh, uh, my my grandmother had cancer at about the same age, colorectal cancer. So really, shout out to people to a reminder call to action to understand your family history. Amen. But uh, after I went through surgery and 32 rounds of chemotherapy, I just decided that I wasn't going to end my journey there, that I really, I, I, going through chemo had a profound effect on me, what I saw, the suffering, and I wanted to do something about it. And I just so happened to run into, <laughs> no pun intended, Relay for Life. I found it. It was in my local community. And I went out and, uh, you know, the first lap is a survivor lap. Ooh. A celebrating life. Goosebumps. Yes. And I was hooked at that point forward. You know, though, Trevor, the thing that really struck me was that there weren't a lot of men involved in Relay for Life, or the American Cancer Society in general. Right. And so for me, that was, uh, I needed to lead by example. Men are great as uh, helpers in Relay for Life. They're always doing logistics and helping with things like that. But it's really time, you know, and I've seen I've seen it change over the years, but it's time for men to stand up and say, look, I'm going to fight back and I'm going to be visible about it. And I'm going to share my story and I'm going to make some change. And so I, I'm really hoping this yeah. partnership that we've got going is going to create that. And let me just interject and say that the, the two of you, I, I was kind of looking up your ACS resumes a little bit when I got to know you and I was going to like recite some of it here, but that's like a whole hour show in itself. Like you, you guys have gotten pretty much every accolade out there for everything that you've done with ACS. Let's just say, check these guys out online, Steve Bell, Joe Gillette, ACS, find them on social, find them online, look them up. These guys are amazing. And so Steve, tell us about your roles right now with ACS. And I know that the landscape has been changed quite a bit with COVID. Like Joe, you know, we have served in about every role that you can possibly serve in from the local level up to the national level. And and uh, I actually, I guess you could say replaced. Uh, Joe stepped off as a nationwide lead, Relay for Life. And then I stepped in and served for two years and just stepped off last February. And now I'm kind of freelancing as far as the things I do. And, and Joe and I have always worked well together. And so we really came up with this idea of doing a coast-to-coast -coast thing. And it's a friendly competition between East and West Coast. And we've been using this as a tool to fundraise virtually, create some best practices for others to follow, and then really important, creating awareness and keeping the message alive. Because it's easy during these times, you're right, when we're not face-to-face -to, -face to um, kind of forget right. about Relay for Life. But we've got to put that right back up into people's faces and say, we're here and the mission needs to still be funded. So, Joe, time to get to you. But um, before you tell us a little bit about your, your work with ACS... Tell us how badly you want to beat Steve in this so-called friendly coast-to-coast -coast competition. You know what? Tradition is a good thing. And since I outdo him in almost everything except for his lovely locks, you know, I just want to keep, I, I just want to keep it going. You know, so, uh, you know, so, you know, Steve and I had defined roles with the American Cancer Society, and I guess now we've become sort of like the elder statements because we're not really confined to roles and we work freelance together and, and we do what we think, you know, moves forward the mission, uh, 
create awareness, you know, all, you know, all the things that really kind of perpetuate, you know, everything that we learned as volunteers. There's a couple of other guys we work with, Jeff Ross and Mark Flynn, who've also been doing this for you know for a long time. And the four of us, you know, had spoken probably over the last two or three years. Uh, and, and mindful, all, all Mark is from from Washington, Jeff is from uh, uh, North Carolina. Probably have only been together, not even a dozen times. But yet, well, we are the best of friends. We we had spoken uh, actually for a couple of years about the idea of doing a volunteer summit. But every good idea, as great as it is, it needs a call to action. And, and we never really put things into play until we found the call to action. And, and the call to action, Trevor, really was the result of your video, because we said, you know what, this is the perfect you know, vehicle. This is the perfect reason to rally guys together, to come together and to share stories and, and, and spread awareness in a way, as, as Steve alluded to has not been done. So it, it really, you know, from, you know, we, we have great, you know, male volunteers uh, with the American Cancer Society. But if you look around, their stories are hard to find and there's not really an outlet or a landing place for it. So uh, again, it, it's just this idea of, of coming together, which we held on to and we waited for the right moment. And, and this has presented itself as really, I think, the perfect call to action for this group of gentlemen. So I'm very excited by it. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about what is going to be put together. And by the time this uh, podcast airs, things will have been put together and, and ready to roll. So just a little background on that video. So I live on the coast of Maine here in Cape Elizabeth, this beautiful land that my ancestors have been on since the 1700s. And it was a farm for generations. And in the back of our property, we have a, a path that goes back to this absolutely beautiful, gorgeous oak tree. And it stands alone, really, in this backfield. And it is a magical place to me and so many others. And a place for uh, me to commune with nature and, and get the strength and courage and express my emotions. Everything I'm going through with cancer, I, I, I have this relationship with the tree back there. And that was really the basis of the video. So in some way, we're going to be incorporating a ceremony and, and also some, a really cool idea around lanterns in this environment, Steve and Joe are going to come out here and we're going to have conversations. We're going to do something out there at this tree and then share it with the world. A virtual broadcast, which we'll do nationwide the following week, where we can invite everyone to, to kind of share the experience and really to, to share their stories in, in a way that we're going to be doing, you know, that evening, you know, that Saturday night. And, you know, what I'm really excited about too, Trevor, is that, you know, part of our network as far as uh, cancer survivors, we have a global network of cancer survivors. So we have uh, men and women all over the world that are staying connected and sharing their stories because, you know, in a lot of countries, the way they look at cancer is much different than here in the United States. It is still somewhat of a taboo subject in some places. So Relay and Man Up to Cancer has given people a, lot, a great opportunity to um, to talk to others that share the same experiences and see that, you know, um, it's okay. And that, you know, you, you, you can move on and you can be productive. And so I, I, I think that global element that we're going to bring to, uh, to our event is going to be really impactful. We've done uh, now a number of projects together. And I think what's interesting and why we work so well together is 
because we come from two entirely different places, not geographically, but just in what our journeys are. Steve is like you, Trevor, is a more personal journey and, and a heartfelt journey. And Steve brings that to everything that we do together, which is such an important part of, of every event. My journey has been more a fundraiser, an event planner, and, and, you know, spreading awareness in the visual, so to speak. So tell me about what's inside of you. I mean, so what motivates you when you get up and you come up with these amazing ideas? You're an idea guy. It's like, I mean, some of the stuff that you've come up with is amazing. What is, yes. what's the fire there that inspires you to do it? So, I mean, the source of the fire is as a volunteer learning early on, again, how impactful this mission was. But then really finding out that the American Cancer Society had facilitated a way for me to make a difference in my community. Uh, you know, this wasn't a matter of sending, you know, listen, all charity is good, but it wasn't a matter of sending, a, you know, a, a check into someplace. It was really getting involved and in, in meeting people like Steve and survivors and finding that you can make a, you know, from here in Brooklyn, I can make a, a, an impact. And uh, I had some really great success in fundraising early on in, in my volunteer career. And that just spurred me, you know, and it's, you know, it's like an internal competition. So over the years, you know, the, the fundraising got more creative. The events became bigger. Once I started getting a couple of the national roles, my demographic and, and you know, and, and my circle started to kind of grow. And, you know, here I am 14 years later and uh uh, I feel like I'm still making an impact and I'm having fun doing it. And I partner up with my buddy and, and we end up putting what I believe are well-balanced programs that are meaningful, fun, and that people want to participate in. And more than anything, when they leave them, they felt like they've made a difference and they've done what they can in stride. People want to give. You know, but we can't take them for granted. So we have to kind of give them and facilitate the means for, the, you know, for them to do it. And, and I think, again, in my partnerships with Steve, I think that's what we've done. And talk a little bit about what American Cancer Society is facing right now, because in some ways, the, cl the clientele, like the people who need the services and programs of ACS, which are essential for people impacted with cancer and their families, the need is up. But the ability to fundraise is down. So this is a this is things are tough right now, right? Yeah, we've seen a shortfall of about two hundred million dollars this year over last year. So it is significantly impacting not only uh, the the way we can do our fundraising events, but also the services we provide. Like you said, and then COVID's had an impact. You know, one of our most popular services is the Road to Recovery, where volunteers drive people to their uh, cancer treatments. We've had to stop that for now. It's not even impacted from a fundraising standpoint. Research, you know, we've had a goal of uh, doubling our uh, research to over $200 million a year. That's been impacted. So yeah, we are seeing it all over the place. And then, you know, on a personal level, uh, a lot of the, the staff that we've worked with are no longer with the organization right. as a result of the financial impact. Mm -hmm. So it's hitting volunteers and cancer patients and their families deeply in many in many ways. The upside to this is, uh, like uh, Joe said, I have seen more creativity in the way that we fundraise, in the way that we interact with each other than ever before. And I think, you know, Joe, he really deserves a lot of credit for that because the things that he does inspire people like myself to keep moving. You know, he just says, you know, it's, it's no time for giving up. There's no, you can't take a break. Cancer doesn't take a break. We can't take a break. <sighs> Absolutely. And more than that, like, people still want to give and they still want to make a difference. It just becomes up to us to, again, to facilitate that and provide the means for them to do it. 
And, you know, it, you know, th this virtual world is double edged. Listen, it's never as, as much fun as getting together, but we can still get together virtually no matter where we are, whether someone is in California, in Maine or in Brooklyn, there are ways that we can get this done. And, and I, th I think we're showing that it can be done. And it just takes, again, some extra passion and creativity. From the man up to cancer perspective, I personally am just incredibly grateful that you reached out and, and, you know, we have this small but growing wolf pack of guys who are willing to be out there and talk about what they're going through and share and support one another. So to, to sort of engage this group, this growing group with ACS is just amazing. So thank you for everything that we're doing together. It's awesome. Through all the negative that's been going on over the last, you know, eight months, mm -hmm. there's a lot of positive. And, and I think when, when it comes to a point where we can again meet together face to face and conduct our events in a stadium or in a park or in a field, we are going to be in a better position as an organization and as cancer survivors and their families because we have created a whole entire another platform that gives us a really diversified fundraising portfolio right. and way to engage with each other. So there's a lot of good things that will be coming out of this set because we adapted. And I just want to add just specifically about the wolf pack, because, you know, this is, is not just to, to kiss up to you, Trav, even though I don't mind kissing up to you. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> Anybody but Steve. Right, there you go. <laughs> I can tell you now as a member of the wolf pack, again, even though I don't have personal cancer experience, I'm now privy to the stories and the howls, as you call it, yeah. that your guys give. And I want to look away mm. because it's so hard and it's so heartfelt. It just brings up an emotion in me that I, I've never, you know, in 14 years, you know, of volunteering, I've never heard this come from the men. Yeah, I've heard it from the women. There's been so many, you know, female survivors, unfortunately. I've heard the stories and, and listen, they're equally as heartfelt. But to see and hear the stories of, of the guys that are part of your wolf pack, it moves me every day. And I think when this is over and this project, you know, meets at your tree and we introduce yeah. the American Cancer Society demographic to your wolf pack and vice versa, and hopefully there's that crossover where we start to now hear or provide the platform for people to hear the stories of, of, of these men. I think it's just going to open up eyes for everyone and, and add a whole new dimension to what it means to be a volunteer for the American Cancer Society to people everywhere. It's powerful stuff. And, and, and you know what? It's, it's going to fill a void and, 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 and it's going to be incredible. Yeah, you know, when I read the stories on that page, it really brings back the emotions that I felt when I was going through chemotherapy, just so much respect and compassion for those that are still going through that journey. And so, I, I, you know, Trevor, what you do is just such a service to cancer survivors everywhere. And we're not even talking about, I'm sure, the impact that it has on their families. Right. You know, I, listening to a story the other day on the radio of a family that was dealing with the husband that was going through brain cancer. And he didn't want any help. He felt like he was imposing on the family. You know, being able to share stories and get that out, I think it just is so important to oh, anybody yeah. that's in that journey. That family aspect, absolutely. And that's a real big part of the origin of Man Up to Cancer is that my wife and I, all of our conversations around what our family went through and continues to go through in terms of when a man goes into his man cave and isolates, you know, the impact that has on his family, his friends, his community. And to rally around those men who are facing that struggle um, 
it, it's, it really is a family thing, a community thing. So thanks for pointing that out. What motivates me in my fire is to get up in the morning and think about, I think about myself two years ago on my knees, on the floor, not speaking to anyone, just like weeping for hours at a time, a broken person. And we know there's guys out there who are like that and maybe feeling ashamed to talk about or or ashamed to show themselves that they're struggling. And through this collaboration, we're going to reach some of those men, you know, and maybe, maybe that's the extreme example, but I I know that there's men out there who are going to hear this and they're going to hear about this event who don't really realize that there are resources for them and that there's a brotherhood for them and that, and that ACS is there for them and man up to cancer is there for them. And we got their backs, right? Absolutely. And that's what it is. It's, it's as simple as just having those guys backs. And there's a couple of different platforms for them to kind of, again, choose on their own and at their own time where they want to be like your, you know, your group for the wolf pack is, is more of a private group where they can share stuff without, you know, comment from the outside. Um, but, right. but the Facebook pages and, and the pages that Steve and I have put together are for those moments when they want to be more outward or put their stories outward. And then the American Cancer Society and the ability to volunteer from wherever they want or however they want, then gives them one more outlet to kind of do what they want to do. So I, I think what I also love about this collaboration is that we've created three levels of participation, and it's up to each individual how far or they want to go or don't want to go. And that's the beauty of it. It's an outlet, and, and I think that's important. What we're hoping is it's it's somewhat like what um, you know your page is right now, and it gives it just opens up another platform for men to come out and share their stories. And, you know, I think that it's really important that we understand that this is going to be a wonderful tool for men to share their stories and and their challenges and their successes and their happiness and their sadness. But it also is going to serve a purpose. Uh, Men still need to do a better job of prevention. Uh, And I see this as an opportunity for men that are going through the cancer journey to really be a positive influence on men doing the necessary steps to take care of their own health. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the reality of all of this is that money is going to find a cure. And so that's, you know, that's the the hard part for a lot of us at times is the fundraising. But I think the more people that we can get involved, the more hearts that we can touch by our stories, it's going to create that necessary environment for us to raise more money and get rid of this damn scourge. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's what it's all about. Uh All right, guys. So we're short on time. I want to run you through the gauntlet of random questions. You're probably not familiar with that because you're so busy doing your stuff, but on my stuck in the man cave video series, and now with the podcast, I like to end with some non-cancer, non-COVID questions that we can just have fun with. Um, It's kind of, it's, we used to call it the hot seat, but with colon cancer, we're trying to come up with a different name because that's a little bit <laughs> it's a little bit tough. But before we do that, is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you really want to get out there? I, I just want to encourage everyone to, to, to tune into our pages. Uh, again, we're going to start to have more content and, and, and they'll be able to follow our journey to the journey and really see what's going on and get out there. And, and, and Steve has already posted a, a video of, of his experience. Let the world hear your story. You know, uh, we, we want we encourage everyone to do you know a video around the, the three minute mark. Tell your story because again, uh, we've been doing this a long time, Steve and I, and we have a, a large following, and we want the country to hear what you guys. We want the world. Steve has a tremendous global connection. We want the world to hear what your stories are because what that's going to do, that's going to provide someone, someone somewhere, 
with the strength to post their story as well. And, and that's, I, I think that's a healing process. And I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, I've seen it. I mean, I, I have seen it with my own eyes and heard it with my own ears is how one story could impact the life of somebody in a different part of the world. So what we're doing really does make a difference. And we encourage everybody, to, all men to share their stories. Thank you, guys. It is now time. Gauntlet of random questions. I'm going to go to Steve first, then Joe. What is the best type of cheese? Oh, gosh. I would say provolone. Provolone. Joe? Wow, mozzarella. I'm from Brooklyn. You there have you to go. kind of have your mozzarella. <laughs> I'm hoping you guys don't agree, because then you might have to like each other more. All <laughs> not right. your mo- not, by the way, not your mozzarella, your mozzarella. <laughs> okay, right. Mozzarella. Yeah, <laughs> um, what actor would play you in a movie about your life? There's obvious one answer for Steve, and I hope he agrees. Well, I'll go with what my wife always says, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, man, that's pretty good. But you're the, you're Patrick Dempsey's stunt double, dude. Like, well, you for sure are McDreamy's stunt double. You might like that better. Joe? Oh, my, my, my guy would be Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little bit crazy, a little bit funny, oh and in your face. Not sure, Ray. I can see it. <laughs> oh, boy. We're going to do rock, paper, scissors just one time with the two of you. Okay. All right. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, it's a tie. They both went for the scissors. All right. Yeah. It's a wash. <laughs> um, so is there anywhere in the U.S. that you would love to visit, but you haven't actually been to before? Uh, there's a place called Cape Elizabeth that I've, I hear is awesome. I know someone there. He can he can show you around. <laughs> Love it. I was actually supposed to visit Alaska this year, and then with the COVID, everything fell apart, so I didn't get my chance to uh, to cruise on up to Alaska. Nice. You know, I'm I'm a lighthouse nut, so I was all ready to do those uh, you know, those uh, Alaskan lighthouses. That would be amazing. Yeah. And last question for today. This is who? Oh, wow. This is a big, serious question, because in the Wolfpack, we have a major daily debate over this. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Steve? Wow, I was asked this question the other day, and definitely yes. I'm a California guy, you know. Hawaiian Bye, Steve. Pizza. Bye, Steve. I'm pulling, I'm pulling the trap door. I'm pulling the trap door. Oh, my gosh. No, it's, this is how it is. It's pizza out of the box, pineapple in the box, a box in the garbage. <laughs> Joe Gillette for the win. All right. I still love you, Steve, but you you and Joe are going to have to agree to disagree on this. You know, it's 50-50 in the Wolfpack, so it makes sense that we would have a split on this today. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for all the work that you've done in the past that you continue to do. You guys are amazing. You're helping patients like me, survivors, families, everybody. Uh, Great job, and I hope to have you guys back on in the near future. All right, Trevor, looking forward to it. Thank you for the inspiration, my friend. It's really been an eye-opener for me, and I can't can't wait to to watch this come together. uh, Thank you. Thank you for the work you do, Trevor. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Man Up to Cancer podcast. If you want to get behind our mission, you can connect with us, subscribe to our email list, and check out our other content at manuptocancer.com. And if you know a man struggling with the isolation that cancer can bring, let him know about us. The Wolfpack doors are always open.